0: Welcome to the Pokescast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the whammy Beat Writer for the Star Tribune. You can go to trib.com to read all of my work or follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. Believe it or not, the Legends of Laredo podcast last week was a big hit. I like to think that fans want to come on here and listen to my analysis because I'm objective and I'm around the players and coaches and cover things, but... Apparently fans like to hear from fans and uh, John Mortimer, Brett Hansen, Rob Girash. I think you spoke well on behalf of the fans last week when we were breaking down the football season and the direction of the program. So let's do it again. Welcome back. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Ryan. Thanks Ryan. Uh, let's start with football, I guess, because uh, it is the uh, free agency period for college football right now. And Wyoming had a busy week last week. You know, we talked about it. We wanted them to see them add, you know, at certain positions. And they did that. They added Devin Bodie, a wide receiver from Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt obviously is not a great football program, but it is an SEC football program. So you have a Power 5 wide receiver coming down to Laramie. Uh, Ethan Day, at junior college defensive end from Modesto Community College looks very promising. Obviously they lost, you know, Olu Omotosho. So that kind of fills a body there. Um, And then they, the guy I think is probably the most exciting prospect that they've added, you know, through the portal is a, is a guy named uh, Tyrikus Davis, a cornerback from Navarro college, another junior college transfer. He had a bunch of offers, including one from Colorado state. Um, You know, they lost Cam Stone. I kind of said that From what I was hearing from the coaching staff, they were confident they would upgrade at the position. So uh, the Pokes have been busy in the portal. Uh, Mort, what do you think of their additions? I know they're not going quarterback like you want, but, um, you know, solid additions, Mort?
1: Yeah, I like what they did. Uh, I think adding to the defensive line is always a help. Like I said last week, I mean, games are won and lost, in my opinion, up front. So, more pressure, the more talent, the more depth you can get at a fresh position. Uh, always helps. Secondary, uh, we needed someone there. I think they filled the gap. The kid looks pretty good. I haven't seen a lot of film on him. Uh, but yeah, I'll take their word for it. I think when you got a corner, Shakari Hawkins, hopefully he – I know I criticized him a little bit last week, but the guy's talented. He's an athlete. If you can put someone on the other side with him, uh, that solidifies our, our – Defensive backs, you know, pretty well. Um, Quarterback position, I like the kid that got as a freshman though. This kid out of Southlake, Texas, Uh, you know, that's big time football. I've actually been to that Dragon Stadium and it's huge. They've got a scoreboard that's about the size of uh, what we've got in the War. So uh, that kid's played against a lot of good talent. Um, I like, I like that pickup. Uh, He had a bunch of other offers too. So. I wasn't really expecting them to go out and look for uh, a quarterback in the portal right now. I think they do have a lot of high hopes for this new kid coming in. I think that Peasley, they think they're they're solid with next year's, uh, their returning starter. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I hope they can develop. Uh, I can't remember his name. That quarterback, Caden Anderson.
0: Yeah, and he's uh, actually going to be enrolling here at Wyoming this, this coming week and getting in early and rehabbing an injury and, uh, you know, the receiver, the freshman receiver they got from Texas is always also coming in early. So, uh, you know, one positive, I guess is, you know, some of these freshmen, you know, you see a Cam Stone leave, you see, you know, certain guys leave Joshua Cobbs. Some of these freshmen may be coming in early thinking they could play earlier at Wyoming, which is not Wyoming's tradition. We'll see if that changes, uh, Brett, what do you think Uh, is Wyoming done here? Um, You know they've they've they haven't lost that many guys at the portal. Only eight. They've obviously added four uh, portal guys and fourteen freshmen coming in. Uh, Are are, is Wyoming done this cycle? You think?
2: Well, there's always room to add more. I think we're set at the quarterback position. I'm not too worried about that. I do like them going the JUCO route. I'm a fan of the JUCOs. Those are kids that have played. They come in, they're hungry. Maybe I'm a little partial because my son committed to play Juco baseball. But I think anytime you can get some Juco players to join the roster. I mean, this kid, Ethan Day out of California, said he's always been a fan of the program. A high school teammate introduced him to the team. So I thought that was cool that the Pokes are getting some love in SoCal. But um, I I like that. You know, we talked about adding some more talent in the wide receiver core. This kid could probably do it um so yeah i I like what they did and you can never have enough running backs as we've seen what happens there so i like what's happened so far
0: yeah and i should also note that boise state receiver jalen richardson um has kind of indicated that his number one choice is wyoming and that you know if he's academically approved to transfer from boise state to wyoming he's coming as well so now you have some mountain west on mountain west crime with wyoming getting a boise state transfer so i think there's three areas with this new era of portal college football that can benefit a program like Wyoming. One is to get power five guys like they've been doing that were not getting playing time or much playing time at a power five program and have one more shot to make a big impact in college and get junior college guys and high school guys that are overlooked because so many bigger programs are focused on the portal and not doing their homework on junior college guys and and Guys that aren't four and five star high school guys. So those three areas, I think that's kind of what their philosophy seems to be. Uh, Jarosh, any any thoughts on football before we uh, figure out Jeff Linder's problems for him?
3: Well, Ryan, you know I'm a Renaissance man, so I'm still excited about Tommy Olson and Quinn Wideman last night and the win over Air Force. I know we'll talk about that probably later on today. But in terms of football, um, as I said the last time we talked. uh, You know, I don't think that we need to rely heavily on the transfer portal. I think we need to use it for what we can use it for. And um, so I think they've done a good job with that. Out of all those players, I'm still the most excited about Whaley coming from northern Illinois. I mean, anyone that watched that game two years ago and watched him run for 10,000 yards and two touchdowns against us uh, knows how good he is. So. I think they've done a good job with the transfer portal. But I, as I said last week, I really like the guys that we have in place. So if we're filling a hole here or there, we're bringing in a talented guy here or there, that's great.
2: 10,000
0: uh, yards? Was that a record?
3: I, I, I misspoke. I think it was uh, 9,500.
0: Okay. Right. yeah. I got to push back on more. You know, I, I mean, I'm excited about Wyoming's defensive line too, but he said it'll be up there with anyone in the country, including SEC programs. I think Georgia might have a little something to say about that more.
1: I was just saying our two interior guys. Good (laughs) about it from Casper Bernoulli. So those two guys can play. I'll take the criticism. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Georgia might be playing a different sport than uh, a lot of the other teams, including TCU. I think they probably would have had a better game in the NFC South race than they did against TCU.
1: Do you think anyone in the playoffs would have given Georgia a game that night? I'll take Alabama.
0: Yeah, so Georgia is the national champion. Obviously, I have the AP vote in Wyoming. I had them one. After one, it was really tough. Uh, I did put Fresno State, I think, 21 and Air Force 22. Uh, Boise State did not quite make the cut this year. So I voted for two Mountain West teams. I think Fresno State made it. Um, Just your thoughts on uh, the Mountain West season as a whole there wasn't a lot of top 25 representation
3: i mean i thought we had a good season you you saw from that georgia tcu game that um believing that we could compete against a team like georgia or the upper echelon of the sec is just not a smart thing to believe in but we represented well in the bowl games nobody got blown out we should have won our game or at least could have Fresno looked phenomenal. They could have beat a lot of power five teams this year, I think. Um, so I, I was satisfied with how the Mountain West Conference performed. I thought it was a pretty good year.
0: All right. Well, I, let's let's shift the focus to basketball. I know a lot of Wyoming fans were hoping that once football season ended, whether it was good, bad, or ugly, that they'd have the basketball team to fall back on and that, you know, they would be in the top 25 right now and in the thick of the Mountain West race, that is far from the case. They're the only Mountain West team that does not have a conference win. They've lost six in a row. They've had a million injuries. Grammy Ek hasn't played all year. I just got back from Logan, Utah, which is not a fun road trip when it's snowing heavily in the Cache Valley and also on Highway 287. So I got it on both ends coming home yesterday. But um, is there any hope, as they say in Shawshank Redemption, Hope is a dangerous thing. Brett Hansen, are you out of hope this season, or is there still time?
2: Well, first of all, I kind of look at this as therapy session, so I'm going to lie on the couch and talk about it because that's kind of what I need right now. My hopes were up so high for this. But with all the injuries, you just can't make up for it. You can't replace Graham E.K. being out. Uh, my prior job, I was the Wyoming basketball or the Arizona basketball SID. We walked into an NCAA tournament, the number one seed, didn't have Lauren Woods. And lost in the second round. When you lose your big guy, you can't replace it, and you can't replace the stats that he's not there for. On top of everybody else that were injured, just like we're kind of snake bit. But what we're five and eleven now. We got fourteen games left. I think we all have to agree they got to win the Mountain West Conference. So I don't even know is it even a good idea to bring Graham back. I mean that that's 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 the only hope left left for the season. On top of getting everybody else healthy as well. It's just, I don't know. I I hate to see it because we had such high expectations this year.
0: More. What would you do if you were Graham K you're obviously the preseason mountain West player of the year. You're sitting on the end of the bench watching the team struggle without you. You have a foot injury. That's probably close to being healed or, you know, you're probably close to being cleared to play here. If you want to play. At the same time, you don't want to have it reoccur and make that a a long-term problem. What do you do if you're Graham? Do you come back and save the day or do you call this year the nightmare that it was and wait till next year?
1: I think it it doesn't matter what I would do. I think Graham wants to come back and play. Uh, You know, he's a competitor. He's already sat out almost a, a whole year his freshman year. He's missed out on that. I think he's hungry to get back. I can watch him on the bench. You know, he he's disappointed as well. He knows he's a difference maker in the game. So, uh, I think if he's healthy and he can get cleared, I think we'll see Graham this year for sure.
0: Rob, you, you have better seats at home games than I do. The press rose kind of high up, um, which was what I loved about Logan. I was right on the court with students right behind me. It's a great atmosphere. We'll talk about that in a minute, but Rob, you, you sit right behind the visitor's bench. Uh, when you go to games, you see the folks pretty up close and personal what are you seeing body language wise or just from a fan perspective that maybe I'm missing out of when I talk to them after games, they're, you know, super energized and hopeful. And, you know, if we get everyone back from the Mountain West tournament, look out There's They still have that belief, but the second half against Utah state, I'm not going to say they quit, but they were getting dunked on. It, there was no intensity. You know, I think Brett went to the the St. Mary's game in Phoenix. There was, little defensive intensity. What do you see in Rob body language wise, or just hearing down by the cord that either gives you hope or, or frustrates you right now?
3: What I'm seeing, I don't think you can put a lot of stock into what happened against Utah state last night. And the reason is because of how much that San Diego state game took out of those kids. Um, same thing with the new Mexico game, right? I mean, those kids, they played their asses off. Uh, and and darn near pulled off upsets in both of those games. And I don't think anyone gave them a chance. And so I think they were physically and mentally exhausted by the time they played Utah state. And I think that's fine. I take away a lot of positives from watching the guys that have been on the floor play the way they played against San Diego state. Cause they were completely outmanned in terms of physical ability on the floor and they still almost won the game. So I see a lot of fight. I mean, I see a lot of fight from the team. I see a lot of guys that are competing um i almost jumped out of my seats and grabbed the san diego state assistant head coach after the game because he's running up and down the sidelines screaming about how excited he was that they won the game and i wanted to say yeah you beat half our team right you beat half our team um congratulations just wait i mean if and when we get healthy um, this team's got a chance to be really really competitive and i think the good thing is I, i hate the record i mean obviously i hate being in last place in the conference but if you get hot at the right time with the kind of talent we have, if you get hot at the right time for the Mountain West Conference tournament, I mean, who knows what, what could happen. But they, I just, I've just, i never seen injuries like this before. We all talked before the season started, how in the world is Linder going to rotate 11 or 12 guys? He's got that many talented guys. Now all of a sudden we're down to six that can play meaningful minutes and then a couple guys that could come in for a minute or two. So hopefully they get healthy. But what I have not seen from this team is – that they've given up on the season, that they've given up on themselves. I think that they're working their butts off out there. They're just undermanned right now.
0: Yeah, I talked to Xavier Ducell after the Utah State game outside the locker room, and, you know, he rolled his ankle with a minute left. As you guys remember, last year at Utah State, he, you know, popped his hamstring with three seconds left in that game, which Graham E.K. hit the winning bucket uh, right before that. Um, I asked him, do you feel like you're kind of stuck starring in a, a dark comedy i mean noah reynolds was lighting up the lobos and then gets hit in the head with a four with a elbow and goes out of that game he's in the concussion protocol uh, brendan Wenzel is lighting up san diego state and then sprains a knee now he's out two to four weeks i mean it, it's kyman you know jake kyman is on the bench in the second half with back spasms when he actually has a chance to play in a game uh, they were, like you said, down to six scholarship players in the second half against Utah State. Uh, More, if it doesn't kill them, will it make them stronger, this injury bug? I think
1: it takes a toll on you losing game after game like this. I really do. Uh, it's a couple takeaways I see is to start the season, I'm not sure Linder had, had a great idea how he's going to distribute minutes to all those. To, you know, he's deep. He had a deep bench at least to start. Granted, we didn't have Graham. Uh, Secondly, I think it's very apparent how important Ek is to Maldonado's game. Uh, It's a—he's a different player without him. I mean, without having that presence and that threat inside, it really changes the things that Maldonado can do. Uh, So you know, you got a preseason, yeah, you know, all-conference player in Maldo, and quite frankly, it's been—it's been a struggle for him at times this year. So. Uh, I I think our season hinges on EK if he comes back. Yeah, I think we could probably run the table, win the Mountain West and and get in to the tournament. I think, uh, you know, even even riders would recognize with that guy back, we're a much different basketball team. We got to get people healthy, Um, you know, and Utah State, I have a little different take. I mean, I'm I'm surprised Chai isn't, you know, considering the depth that he has, you know, all the injuries and everything. He didn't slow the game down quite a bit and, and run more of a shy type offense. I think that would help. And the, the other thing is we need our shooters to make baskets. I mean, we live and die by the three that's Linder's, you know, he, that's what he wants to do. That's what he did at Northern Colorado when he beat us twice. So uh, our, our perimeter shooting's got it, got to improve. And, you know, I think a lot of that hinges on, on Graham getting back into
0: the lineup yeah i think one encouraging thing if you're a wyoming fan and you're looking at utah state they lost bean and horvath and they've pretty much got the same cast except everyone in that cast is so much better this year it's a well-oiled machine and they have a great atmosphere there uh in logan and i just want to give a, a quick shout out to the casper star tribune um, one reason i came back you know to work with jack now he said you know, as you guys know, newspapers around the country are struggling. Gannett bought the Register Guard and Eugene, where I was working, which was one of the great sports sections in the country. And now it's it's nothing right now. Um, they weren't even going to send me to the Oregon-Ohio State game uh, last season. Um, but the Star Tribune is sending me on the road with these guys to every game, even though they're terrible right now. And I'm the only media person there. So shout out to the Star Tribune. Uh, I think it's a big deal to uh, be able to talk to Ducell after the game. And, and I talked to Maldo after the game. To your point, Mort, I mean, he scored 20 points, but he had an air ball three, which he basically said that pretty much gave them a 10 0 run and the building went crazy. And that's on me. That was a bad shot. Um, but the crowd really enhances that 10 0 run, too, Brett. Um,
1: I was seven fingers deep in a bottle of scotch by then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what. It's it's a tough sell for Wyoming right now, but they really need that kind of atmosphere, and that's tough because I I think they would have had that type of atmosphere at the Dome of Doom this year if they were living up to expectations, but it's a tough sell right now. I mean, who who's going to show up Saturday at 9 p.m. for the Boise State game, Brett?
2: Well, I mean, that came through on TV the other night, that crowd at Utah State, and that's a thing I thought of is – Yes, I know they're 5 and 11, but we've talked about the kids not quitting. I sure hope the fans aren't going to quit on this team, too. I mean, you got to keep coming out. There's no excuse for the amount of empty gold seats we see on TV at the double A. I mean, it's affordable. It's the only game in town, and I sure hope the fans go out because the, the, the kids feed off energy like that. They, they need a big student section. When we were there in school, and I don't want to sound like the old man sitting on my patio, but it was the thing to do. In both of those sections, when the old student section used to be across from the benches, those things were filled up to the top. And we, we something's got to be done to get that back, to get the students back involved to just get the fans from Laramie to games because nothing sells a program like a lot of fans and a great energy in that game. And that shows on television recruits are watching those games. They need to see the energy in that as well. Cause that helps sell the entire program.
0: Yeah. You remember lenders rant uh, earlier this year and you know, a lot of fans didn't like that. Uh, certainly the next game, a lot the fans were more engaged and there were a lot more of them. So some fans did respond to that. I don't think he was mad at the fans per se. He understands what it's like to drive on these highways in the winter at night. I think he was more frustrated that it's hard to keep guys like Graham E.K. at programs like Wyoming, not Graham specific, specifically because he's a loyal guy, but players of that ilk, that talent, they will stay at Wyoming. If they are the only show in town and they are playing in front of big crowds, like they did last year against, uh, Colorado state and other teams. So I think he was just frustrated. And, and now I think he understands that, you know, he needs to put a, a better product on the, on the court, but there's not much product left to to put out on the court. Rob, just what do you think of the atmosphere this year, the games you've been to?
3: I get it. I mean, I understand both sides. Um, I, you know, I, I consider myself to be a pretty good fan and I go to as many games as I can, I would go to more games this year if we were 14 and two. That's just, that's just reality. I mean, I don't think you can, I agree. We need people like Graham EK to see people in the stands, but that's not a good way to sell the fans on coming to games. We need you there because it'll help us keep recruits. Fans want to go to games because they want to watch us win. And especially in the wintertime when they've got to travel over you know, difficult roads and when they have kids going to school the next day, there's a lot less incentive to go to the games when they're not winning. It, it's nobody's fault that they're not winning. They've been as riddled by the in- injury bug as we've ever seen. But the reality of it is when they have a record like this, people just aren't going to show up. And I get that. So I get both sides. I mean, I get lender and the team wanting people there. And I understand that the more people there, the better the environment is. The environment was great for San Diego State. That was the be- that for me, that was our best game of the year. You can be- – better than all of our wins. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of people there on Saturday night at 9 o'clock against Boise State. I, it's just the reality of the record.
0: Yeah, I think there is – Here's here's the positive thing, you know, New Mexico, San Diego State, Utah State, you could argue they just played the three best teams in the league back to back to back to back. And maybe you throw Boise State in here Saturday night, you're playing the top four in consecutive order. Uh, But after that, you know, you have a stretch where you're at Air Force, you have Colorado State who's struggling at home. People get excited for that, regardless of the records at UNLV, who's coming back down to Earth uh fresno state at home i would expect wyoming to put it on them Uh, at san jose state a winnable road game and then um who do they have after that um unlv at home and then it gets tough again if you can get noah reynolds back maybe saturday and maybe get wenzel back in a couple weeks and then the big obviously storyline does graham decide to come back you know in the next week or two or does he shut it down this is a stretch where you could start reeling off games and get that momentum. You need more for March. Cause it's coming down to three nights in Vegas.
1: Ryan, do you ever get any updates on EK or a timeline or what are they saying?
0: They haven't made him available for interviews yet, but you know, obviously he was, he's at every game, including the game in Logan, he's the most engaged person on the team. It's hard for me to to think that he, he would be, if it's up to him, it's hard for me. Like you said, to envision him saying, you know what? I'm just going to sit out this year. He's so into it and he's so good. And quite frankly, I mean, it's hard for me to predict who's going to be in the NBA, who's not. But when I watch NBA games, I don't see a, a place in that league for a player like Graham Ike. So I would think his best path is either to go to Europe after this year or come back and kill it next year, develop more NBA skills, and, and try to go after next year. So, you know, why not get that process started if you're healthy um, this year? And who knows? Like I said, anything can happen in Las Vegas. But no, I don't know. There's something odd about it because, you know, the injury he has for most people is a six, you rest six to eight weeks and then you try to come back. You know, he's approaching 10 weeks here. So extra precaution I get, but You know, that makes you wonder if he's going to come back at all.
1: Do you know if he's practicing, putting up shots, doing anything like that
0: in the gym? No. I mean, he's shooting in a boot before games and stuff like that. But from what Jeff Linder said, what he's been doing lately for fitness is uh, actually getting in the pool and swimming.
3: Ryan, one of the things that you said um, stuck with me a little bit and, and, um, it, it probably was based on expectations coming into the season you said getting hot for 3 days in vegas we're going to have to get hot for 4 days in vegas um you know the way this the way this season has gone and that makes that makes the injury situation that much more difficult right because if if we're down 3 players or 4 players going into the mountain west conference tournament and they've got to play 4 nights back to back to back to back to win that makes it a lot harder i'm not saying they can't get up there and get that sort of quote unquote, first round bye," but right now it's looking like they're going to be playing on Wednesday.
0: No, I I think that's the key. Like that stretch I just mentioned coming up, they have to start winning. They can't be in the pigtail games. They need to get up high enough in the standings. Even if you're, you know, one of the lower seeds that's, you know, only has to play three, you you have to get it down to three nights. They're not going to win four times in Las Vegas. Agree, Agree, Brett. It's awful tough to do. I mean, they they made that run when they were trying to save Edwards' job, and I think on night two or three, they kind of ran out of gas that year. Obviously, they didn't have the talent they have now. Um, Anyway, um, I guess that about wraps up men's hoops. uh, Unless you have any other thoughts, guys, how are you going to get these guys healthy?
1: I I think that if we do get healthy and we get Graham back, Nobody wants to, no one wants a piece of that. So I think that'll be motivating for our team. I think they'll look at it all as, as a brand new season. They'll throw the record out the window and they'll try to run the table. So uh, that's my expectation. That's what, how I hope they're thinking about it.
2: When at Fort Collins and all the problems are to be solved.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, everyone is complaining about Wyoming. I get it. And and it's far beyond Graham E.K., the, the number of injuries. But, you know, Colorado State lost David Roddy, which was their EK to the NBA. And they're just not reloading. They're rebuilding. So uh, that just shows you when you have, you know, a Mountain West player of the year type guy and he's not out there, it's it's a total game changer. I'm surprised. I thought Colorado State would be much better than they are. So uh, misery loves company. The, the front range hoops isn't so good right now.
1: Is anyone surprised I, I, we've lost so many games without EK? I mean, it, it's a little concerning that without him, but we just aren't, we, we can't win some of these. It's that it concerns me a little.
3: I think, with if I think the key is getting Wenzel and Reynolds back and healthy, because we don't know if we're going to get EK back or not. But if we have Reynolds and Wenzel back and healthy, because Ogbank Polo and Kaiman and Anderson are getting a lot of experience right now. starting to build a little bit of chemistry and starting to play better together. So I think this team with everyone except EK at the end of the season is a lot better than this team with everyone except EK at the beginning of the season. I think they've really started to get, you know, some experience and get some chemistry, but it's hard to have a lot of chemistry when you have a different starting lineup every game. So I think rental, because we know, we don't know about EK, but we know, that uh wenzel should be back in two to three weeks and we know that um renas should be back relatively soon because of the concussion and as long as nobody else gets hurt they're they've got talent i don't know if they can make a run all the way to the championship game without ek but they could make some noise in vegas without ek if they have all those guys and ek in vegas and ek's had time to get you know get his feet under him and then watch out
0: all right well let's speak briefly as we uh get out of here this week uh, about the most successful program perhaps at the university of Wyoming, which is the women's basketball program. I know that Josh follows the Cowgirls, and you other two probably do not. Uh, when I was working at the Register guard, I, I had covered some women's basketball games and they had, you know, less than 50 fans. And then they hired Kelly Graves and he recruited Sabrina Yonescu, And then all of a sudden they had sellouts even more, fans than uh dane altman's program it's it's a it's a sport that is emerging and getting more popular year by year and you know i i don't want to you know get to it you know put too much pressure on her but i think allison Fertig is the sabrina of, of wyoming basketball i think she's even more unique than grammy k and could just dominate the sport at the mountain west level the Cal girls last night were down three with 16 seconds left and win by one after, uh, Quinn Weideman hits a couple free throws. They get two jump balls, get possession. And then Tommy Olson hits a, a layup to beat air force on the road. They're three and one in conference play. Uh, Rob, is this team going to have March Madness and fill that void for you?
3: They, they'll fill a void. I think they, I'm not sure they'll fill the void. Um, but, uh, this team is talented. I think they've got a real legitimate chance to win the Mountain West Conference tournament and the regular season title, for that matter. Um, Allison Ferdig's the best. She was the best high school athlete I've ever seen in Wyoming. When I watched her play basketball, she was completely dominant. She's, she's still young. She's still an underclassman. She's averaging almost a double-double at Wyoming um, against some great competition. And she's a good shooter, too. For, for a, a post— um, to shoot 81, 82% from the free throw line, that's a big deal. But then it's not just her. I mean, Quinn Wideman and Tommy Olsen are fantastic um, basketball players. Um, Tommy, you know, being originally from Wyoming is so much fun to watch. And they're clutch. It's a clutch team with a lot of upperclassmen. They've been in a lot of tough games and that winning. I know people say I was just Air Force. People that, you know, that care about girls basketball say it was just Air Force. That's, that's not just Air Force. That's a road win in the conference down by three without the ball with 20 seconds left. And you could see when Tommy Olson hit that layup with five seconds left, that, that bench erupted this there i think there's something special about this team and it goes back to a little bit of what brett said about getting people in the stands for this team for this women's team there is no excuse to not go to those games cuz they're talented and those games are fun they're 10 and 5 but those 5 losses are a little bit misleading cuz they played some really really tough competition earlier in the year that got them ready to play this mountain west conference schedule and is has, is going to have them ready for the mountain west conference tournament so i think this team's got a chance to win it
0: yeah, it's not just those three players you mentioned. Um, you know, they have, you know, an, a Kansas State transfer, uh, Malene uh, Peterson, who is probably the best freshman. She's a redshirt freshman in the Mountain West. And then Grace Ellis, you know, in normal years, she would be the five for Wyoming. And uh, with with Allison Furtick, she's the four. She can hit threes. There's not as much pressure on her with Allison in there. I mean, it's a great starting five. And then Emily Melama is going to be a great player at Wyoming too. And she would be the starting point if Tommy Olson didn't come back to be a super senior. So they have a great rotation. Uh, Heather is on leave after having uh, a child and, and Ryan Larson is a tremendous fill in. He's a really good coach. So um, it's amazing to go from Ligurski to, uh, To coach G to Heather, and then even when Heather's out, you have Larson. I mean, that's what you want. You want uh, that kind of stability in a program. Mort, we both have three daughters. I know that when we were kids, female sports was not emphasized, but it is now. Um, Any chance you'll jump on the cowgirls bandwagon, Mort?
1: It's I'm paying attention to them. I'm just you know I don't know the roster like you guys do, so I'm excited for the cowgirls. I think anytime you know, we can get winners at the university of Wyoming. Uh, I'm all for it. So I'm rooting them on, uh, a little bit from afar, but I'm paying attention and, and I, I wish the best for him. I'd love to see him in the tourney.
0: Hanson, Arizona and Arizona state are good at women's hoops. Are you on board yeah. with the cowgirls?
2: No, they are. And I'm kind of pinpointing, looking at this, the standings of Wyoming Colorado state showdown at the mountain West conference tournament and, it's another opportunity to beat CSU and make everything well, but oh, always a good day when the Pokes win, no matter what sport it is.
3: Ryan, we were standing next to each other the last time there was a big, massive Wyoming CSU. What was it? Triple overtime matchup at the Mountain West Conference tournament a few years ago. That was CSU,
0: wasn't it? I think so. Or it could have been Fresno. I can't. It was Fresno. They had
2: the two twins, didn't they? Yeah,
0: yeah they, I think the CS. I think we lost to CSU in triple
3: overtime in the semis one year. Oh
0: yeah uh, to cover the pac-12 hoops uh tournament obviously also in las vegas so i would hop on over and see some of my Wyoming buddies uh when i wasn't at the pac-12 tournament i mean that's the beauty of basketball uh you have the conference tournament at the end regardless of whether you're on four like the men or at, near the top like the women uh, it, it all comes down to vegas especially you know, the women just don't get the at-large because the strength of schedule is just not there most years. You know, I don't know if UNLV is at the level where they, they could get an at-large or not, but when you get to Vegas, sometimes the teams that are supposed to win in the women's side, like UNLV or New Mexico, they feel that pressure. And 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 I know when Wyoming under Ligurski, when they were supposed to win it, they felt that pressure and didn't get it done. So that makes it really interesting because you've seen some, you know, average women's teams win the tournament and rise up like that.
3: Rally around Heather when she comes back
0: and win the tournament. Why not? All right, guys. Well, uh, keep getting those downloads. You guys are quite popular. Um, and maybe uh, maybe this will be a big moneymaker for you guys once we uh, go nationwide.
2: Mort's out there hitting the streets, getting people to subscribe. He's your best salesman you've ever had.
0: All right. If you're still listening, you uh, obviously love Wyoming sports. uh, So subscribe, rate, review, and share. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot.